0: Radio Show, the founder and CEO of People G2,
1: Chris Dyer. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in here to Talent Talk. It's one o'clock. It's Tuesday, so we must be live, and we have a great show lined up for you today. You know, if this is uh, maybe your first time tuning in, welcome, or maybe you've come back after a while, we're glad you're here. And if you're curious as to, you know, what the show's all about or why we do this, you know, I have had the the privilege of meeting so many interesting and cool people in my career that um, I really took the time to try to ask them as many questions as I could, try to understand more about them and understand more about, um, you know, what makes them tick? What are they thinking about? What, you know, what should I be learning from them? And out of all of that really was born this show, right? Instead of me having this you know private one-on-one conversation we moved it to the airwaves and allow everyone to listen in and hopefully learn something and gain something that they can use in their work and their careers and their family life whatever it may be going forward so um, in fact so many wonderful stories and and moments of just pure brilliance and and, and creative genius have come out from the words of of my guests um that i decided to put them in a book and it's called the power of company culture and love to have you check that out um as some some of our best stories of the last five years as well as my own company story and how we built uh an award-winning company culture um and really what we think um the best companies are doing right now to to be amazing so check it out on amazon uh if you'd like it's been translated into um Into a couple different languages that's being worked on right now, and it will be available for Audible later on this year, I have been told. So, anyways, uh, as I said, Talent Talk is live every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it can be accessed on the podcast. Uh, All you have to do do is go to iTunes or iHeartRadio, type in Talent Talk, all one word. You can find us there. Over 10,000 people a day have been downloading one of our shows. And that is just mind blowing. So, thank you so much for being a part of that. Big thank you to everyone who follows the show regularly. And we'd love to have you keep the conversation going. So, feel free to send us questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, complaints, whatever it may be um, on Twitter right now at PeopleG2. Put in whatever you have to say. If you have room, please do that hashtag talent talk. That's how my producer, Mike, monitors any comments or ideas. And if it's something timely for while we're talking here right now live, we'll be happy to answer that question, get it popped in here. Otherwise, after the show, we do keep those conversations going. We'd love to do that. Um, But so you know who you're talking to, who you're thinking about today. Uh, My guest today on the show will include Danny Starr, the CEO of Websites Depot. And then after that, we'll have a little commercial break, and then we'll bring in the CEO of Kaleidoscope Group. Uh, And... uh, so uh, Doug will be joining me in the second half of the show, but let's go ahead and get this show rolling. Let's get the ball going. Let's get right to it. Let's bring in my first guest uh, to the show, uh, which is uh, Danny Starr. Danny, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Why
1: don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, uh, You know what you do, what's important for us to know about you as it relates to our conversation today? And of course, what are you doing over there at Web- Websites Depot?
2: Yes, uh, so Website Deeper is a full-service uh, digital marketing agency located here in Los Angeles. So we employ uh, 25 team members here on board in our office in Silver Lake. We specialize in you know, helping small businesses grow with uh, digital marketing. So you know, they adjust uh, the uh, adaptation to the new world of, of marketing so they can grow their business faster and generating revenues. Um, I'm the founder and the CEO of the company, Danny Starr. So uh, basically, my you know my job is to make sure that my customers are happy with uh, our work and with you know the results that we provide them with our services.
1: Right, and and how long and when did you start the company?
2: Uh, I started a company back in 2010, right after the uh, you know. That little uh, shakedown we have in economy.
1: Uh, <laughs> that little shakedown <laughs> is a good way to put it. So, yeah, so, you've, so you've been through adversity. you built your business up for, while everything else was burning down. You found a way to build it up. So, you know, as a leader in a technology-driven company and technology-driven industry, uh, what do you do to ensure that you are trying to stay on top of your game to provide, you know, the right leadership and and really strategic direction for your company and employees?
2: Yeah, that's very good question, Chris. So but, you know, it's very important for me to you know keep up uh, with the uh, with the new technology and all the rules. Uh, we are one of the Google Premier Partners, so that that means that you know we have to go to constant education. Uh, that Google provides uh, the webinars, the seminars, the annual exams that you know I have to pass. I have to do six certifications to make sure that you know yeah. our knowledge is uh, up to date and that we can deliver uh, you know the, the proper work uh, and uh, Google rules to our, to our customers. I, I you know I read a lot on t- Twitter just just a queue following up that you know the the new um, era in, in in marketing world what's happening so and then i have to my team you know i have to train my team to get all these latest knowledge uh, and bring them up to date so we have several meetings and you know where we share information we send them to seminars webinars around the you know california to get additional training and education needed for for our job and our work
1: so you know as someone who's uh, on, on LinkedIn and it runs a company. I mean, I probably get, uh, more than a few people that come to me about SEO and want to talk about their strategies and things like that. And it really feels like a lot has changed, um, you know, since back in when you started your company. So you know, can people, can an average size company actually, you know, be successful with an SEO strategy and and how do they become stronger and, and get a better presence in their industry you know, as it relates to their you know their web presence?
2: Yeah, so the, you know there is uh, the the SEO is very competitive market na- nowadays because it's not very difficult you know to start uh, uh SEO company as it is to basically grow it right uh, and um, when you add a lot of those LinkedIn messages that's what basically is uh, but you know in reality it it did change a lot. And it's not anymore just about you know SEO search engine optimization. It's more about like search uh, experience optimization, right? So uh and now, let's say as a little companies, they definitely there is a lot of room to grow from from SEO uh, perspective or digital marketing perspective, because uh, it have evolved so much that now you can do a, a targeting marketing. And, you know, for example, uh, some companies are so advanced that now are even getting other companies' referrals, right? Because let's say, if one one person refers a business to another person, it, what you do is, you know, say, okay, I, I, I will call this company, you remember the company's name, you go back to Google, and then, you know, you search for that company, you see the Google ad, you click on it, and you think that, you know, you're talking to the company you were referred to, but in reality, you know, you might have been talking to a competitor, uh, so, there is a room, and it's very important, I mean, the, the digital marketing or SEO it can be as good as, you know, business or owner themselves, there is no b- magic button, you know, on our keyboards that we can just press and get everybody ranked first, Is it, a lot of work that needs to be done, you know, like generating the content, generating the images, pictures, videos. Getting feedback from the customers—that's uh, very important, right? So, for small business, th- th- there is room to grow. Uh, there is enough space, but it just—you know—it it, changes a lot. So it, it takes—it takes a lot of uh, energy and consistency. So if if there is like a big pile, you know, of sand that needs to be moved, it looks a lot of work. But you know, if every day we do, uh, you know, section by section, then you know, within within months, we can see results that's, uh, you know, uh, into, uh, implement into our revenues and, and growth.
1: Right, right. I mean, you kind of bring in, you know, lots of other ideas from a marketing standpoint. And if we look at marketing, I guess, overall, where do you feel is the best, you know, places that people should really be putting their marketing dollars and focus right now? I mean, you said it's competitive. There's a lot going on. You know, if companies really look into ex- expand its footprint, where are you? where are you sending your clients right now?
2: Uh, you know, Chris, I believe that the hardest lead there is, is the lead that somebody is searching for, right? So if somebody is searching for, you know, best restaurant near me or, you know, hair salon near me or, you know, um, anything of that nature, uh, when they are searching for that, their intent is to, to, to convert uh, into the a potential customer. Uh, that's why, you know, most of the time we are searching for, for that. So I would say that uh, search marketing is, is where I would put my limited dollar if I had to, and then with, with other ecosystem, right, because now what, what happens, consumers are getting smarter. So they're not just searching anymore, but they're also comparing, right? They're saying, okay, let me compare, uh, you know, this this business with their competitor. Like, why? who should I choose? Who is better? What is their ranking? What I mean, what is their rating, right? Who has more reviews? What are other people saying about that business? And then, uh, you know, we might not make a decision because we are on the go or we are up and around or a doctor's office waiting on our visit and we're on our sm- smart device searching. So now we have to use other tools, like remarketing, retargeting. That means that, okay, that customer came to our website, they didn't convert, but it gave us opportunity to, to show them the ad when they come home. Maybe you know they might want to reconsider the decision, or we we want to remind them, hey, we're still here, we have a sale going on, and if you come back, we'll give you 20% discount. But, but what happens, Chris, is that a lot of people hear w- w- what's happening, okay. Everybody says I I should go digital, and then they say, oh, I'll just do it myself. Just like I, you know, I put my own yellow page ad out back in the day, but it's not that easy, right? It's not just putting it out because if you throw ads in a Facebook ad, just like you know, hundreds of dollars, you're advertising to ocean of people, and most of those people don't need your service or can't afford your business, or you know, they're not at the moment of purchase of you know doing business with you. So you need, to, you need to know the ins and outs so you will spend your dollar wisely on online marketing.
1: Right, right. Well, you know, a lot of people are listening to this show. We have uh, CEOs and executives, and they may be interested in, in more more about SEOs, but a lot, you know a lot of people listen to our shows are also in, in HR, and so uh, they're thinking about talent and hiring and compliance. Maybe you know does SEO rankings and your marketing strategy you know how does that impact maybe the recruiting of talent um, you know is is there an important strategy or or, or lifeline there for HR?
2: Yes, uh, so uh, you know I got a chance to be at a Google uh, marketing live event uh, back in July, uh, Google uh, Live 360. Uh, is uh, we uh, basically had opportunity to listen to a presentation for how Google does, you know, employment and talent. So I think, you know, for, for our businesses, it's very important to, you know, get talent and to work on our our team members, to educate them, to train yeah. them, because, you know, you uh, can't be a successful company as a digital marketing agency if you don't have good team backing up. Uh, that's very important. So... Uh, the SEO strategy for retaining the new talent is important when, you know, people, if you Google our name, the second suggestion is going to be Website Depot Glassdoor. So it's very important that we maintain, for example, our Glassdoor listing, right? That could be, you know, considered as SEO, or it could be considered as just like, you know, online reputation, but end of the day is 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 online, you know, presence, right? So we have to make sure that, you know, uh, our team members are happy with what we do, what we provide for them, then they, and also that after that, they do share their feedback online, how they like working here, right? Uh, And a lot of people don't pay attention to that. So, uh, or the website, right, does website say, you know, who our customers are, what our customers say about it, uh, how it is to work at Website Depot, how the Instagram Instagram uh, listing looks like, our profile, do we, you know, do we buy a birthday cake for our birthdays, do we have, you know, a company's events. How does our office look like from inside? You know, where will be my working station desk? So, all of those little puzzles, you know, they're important because when you get a chance to interview somebody and you ask them, So, how come you decided to apply the job with with us, with Website Zipo? And they say, oh, you guys have a great reputation. I would love to work for the agency like like your, your company. You guys must know what you guys are doing because, you know, people love you o- online. You know, you, you guys are five-star rated on Yelp. And, and that helps us, you know, retain a good talent.
1: Right, right. Well, it's certainly an important factor. And I think uh, you bring up a good point that, um, you know, we can kind of bring in these different types of things. Um, I guess for for you uh, on an individual level, um, you know, as, as you're building your company and you you, like you said you started back in 2010, do you think you have a particular leadership style um, that you use, and and maybe you could talk about that and why you think it's effective?
2: Yeah, I would say, Chris, that you know my my style basically, or and the listeners is uh, coaching. I have a coaching style. I, I think that you know co- coaching the team. And working with them in different different ways, different strategies with you know monthly meetings, weekly meetings, but then individual progress reports, uh, their goals. Uh, you know, I, I I take some of uh, the online strategies and some of the good authors on uh, American authors that that talk about you know success, growth, and uh, you know goals. Uh, one of the Sh- Sh- Sean Connery, I'm sure you know about him, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. So I think my my role is being a coach on my team and and try to implement the thinking, brainstorming, listening to them, and then also, you know, uh, give an opportunity to bring up their own ideas, implementing them in our, you know, procedures and policies uh, helps us grow. uh, And I would consider myself, you know, being a coach in the company.
1: Well, that's a great way to go about it. I mean, being a coach and helping people, you know, reach their goals and being a part of that, um, you know. Some people kind of kind of mistake uh, coaching with the kind of coaching we got when we were kids, right? When we were in a sports team or something where it's yeah, yeah. Do, do what I say because I said so. And if you don't listen, you have to, you know, run or do pushups or something. Um, but, you know, co- coaching in, a, in an organization as adults is should be a lot different. <laughs> I certainly have seen examples when it's not, but it sh- should be different. Uh, do you feel that uh, maybe do people struggle with that concept? Do they, you know, they t- tend to come in and, and want to be authoritarian or come in and control or, um, you know, where do you where do you typically have to start to when you're coaching someone? Where does that typically start?
2: Yeah, that's a very good point, Chris, you mentioned. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. We have this, you know, old school habits. Uh, that basically, you know, people think that coaching is like, you know, what we tell them to do, and they have to do it like that. And it came, you know, several times in my job interviews, I would ask, like, you, you've been with this company for 15 years. They must take care of you. You've been there for so, for so long. Why do you want to, you know, change your, your, your job right now? You work for in-house. Now I would like to go work for agencies. So this is a different world, right? And they would say like, yeah, but you know, I there's certain things I would like to change in my company and you know, the owner just doesn't want me to to change it. It just have to be their way all the time. And and I think here is where, where the coaching, you know, has changed nowadays because everything is changing so fast. Technology, you know, uh, our thinking, uh, where we're going. So it's very important to, to listen to team members, give them opportunity, to if they have an idea, listen to it, give it a shot, you know, like a better style version, right? Let's just test it out on on couple cases or or a couple, you know, scenarios, and let's see how it works out, and it works out well, then we can implement it, but if it doesn't work out, then we're gonna just stick with what we had before. Then we'll figure out different solutions down the road. And they like that, right? They, they love that they're being listened to, and they like that you know somebody's giving opportunity that they can, they have some say so in the in a company's strategies. So this is where 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 my coaching is 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 changed, and and then also is in transition in the personal goals, right? Like what what are your goals? Oh, I would like to buy a new car. Or, you know, I would like to own a home, okay, so if those are your personal goals, how are we going to achieve those goals? Are we going to, you know, be able to create our own paycheck? Are we going to do some overtime? Are we going to try to, you know, market our business when we are, you know, not working at some events or try to bring new business to the table, get commission or revenues? Save up the money and we'll be able to to achieve our goals and and they love that you know they they love the ideas that somebody is is helping them not just you know with uh with making the money or giving them a job but also training them you know so they understand that they are their own uh destiny creators and even if you know they, they stop working with me or, you know one of the developers for example he who's right now for NASA. Uh, he still comes visit me. He says, look, I had the best experience working with you because, you know, you you let me do so many things. I've grown so much, and I can implement now all all those ideas and what I've learned, you know, at at that uh, prominent, you know, company, American company, NASA, uh, and it helps him grow, and he's moving really fast, uh, you know, uh, in that theme because he's learned so many other things working with me.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you gave a great example there, and it sounds like – uh, you know, you're, you're taking the right approach there with your staff. Um, you know, one of the things that we've been asking our uh, guests on the show that would have been interesting this year is curious to know if there's an app or a gadget or something that you've added to your process this year that uh, maybe you might share with us that we could learn from.
2: Absolutely, there is so many, and you know, there's one thing that some of the team members don't like. Right, we get a new gadget or new app that we start using for our business, and people are like, oh, we're changing again. I need to learn that. Then we have a training. Then we have all of this. yeah So to name a few, uh, definitely one of our most popular uh, gadget that we implemented this year is Basecamp 3, the new version of Basecamp for project management. Uh, for listeners who don't know, don't know what it is, is basically a you know live feed shared hub for projects like web design web development marketing where our clients can communicate with our internal teams uh, efficiently and effective for, uh, it creates a custom to-do list it creates a custom you know message boards, uh, where, you know, instead of sending email to one person, email is shared with an entire team. So, uh, for example, uh, let's say if I work on your website, Chris, and you, you're telling me, hey, Danny, I need you to change this this, and this and that, then I have to go in and make the work order and communicate with my team. But with a base camp, basically, you post that message, and the entire team sees what needs to be done, and whoever, you know, uh, needs to do certain things, they create a to-do list and then can implement those things. So Basecamp is our favorite. Uh, we also use uh, Trello. Trello is basically another uh, project management software. It's more for like an internal internal use, in-house use, where you would have to, you know, plan uh, a company's trip or, you know, uh, any ideas, marketing ideas. Also create a to-do list. It's free to, to, to sign up for. Uh, that's very popular. And uh, we also use call tracking matrix for you know tracking the calls for customers and ourselves. Where are the calls coming from? Are they coming from Yelp, Google? Are they coming for the flyer? Are they coming for the Facebook? So that's a very good uh, tool that we that we are using. Uh, and then of course you know Google Apps. We've been using Google Apps for quite some years, but uh, Google Apps integrate with all of that stuff. And our uh, CRM uh, platform that we use is HubSpot. HubSpot is also free of use. It has add-ons. Uh, this is for you know uh, client or, uh, relationship management. We have all the customers inside. It creates tasks. Yeah, we can uh, let's say we need to do the estimates on a potential lead. Uh, we can I can log in if I need to do the estimate. I can see why my sales team member has been communicated with a customer. I can read the emails and I can give a proposal or give a quote. Uh, to the team member as a task, so that's a very good tool that we use too.
1: And what about books? Is there a book that you're reading right now you might share with us? Uh,
2: yes, yeah, so I'm reading right now a book by uh, Robert Tercek, uh, Vaporized. I'm, uh, I'm not sure if you heard about him, but he is one of the uh, you know Silicon Valley guys that basically can you know uh, kind of see what the business is going to be, certain business going to be in the future. Uh, he, he's using for the case study like a blockbuster, for example, how blockbuster vaporized, right? So back in the 10, 10 years ago, right, Chris, you, you would go, drive right to, uh, right to the blockbuster, get a DVD, choose a DVD, get a popcorn, drive home, and have a date with your lady, and that, that's how we used to do it, right? And now it's, you know, we have smart TVs, we have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and we plug it in, and so you know, uh, blockbuster vaporized. And that's how he looks at different businesses. And then he, you know, he does predictions like how things gonna evolve in the future. And, you know, now as a business owners we do think about it. Are we gonna, you know, jump on the train and go with the flow, or are we gonna be one of those blockbusters, you know?
1: Right. Right. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show here today. How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about Websites Depot?
2: Uh, yeah, so I would encourage them to visit our website, uh, websitesdepot.com, uh, uh, reach us out. If they will mention, uh, you know, Talk Talent with Chris, uh, People G2, we will give them 10% discount uh, on their projects or so the marketing needs. Um, and also they can reach us by to- toll-free number, uh, which is 888-477-9540.
1: Again, thanks so much for being a part of the show today, Danny. I really appreciate it.
2: Yes, thank you very much, Chris. It was my pleasure. All
1: right. All right, back after this quick commercial break with my second guest, Doug Harris. <laughs>
3: Imagine buying a newspaper and discovering that the news you're reading is six months old. There isn't much that stays the same for six months. And the same thing goes for background checks. In a time when so much outdated information is being passed around, it's good to know that People G2 offers something different. At People G2, we provide today's intelligence, not yesterday's news. Our value-added approach offers you a fully FCRA-compliant solution that includes up-to-the-minute information by combining industry-leading technology with old school human investigation people g2 is able to give you information that is accurate right now delivered quickly to our online system or integrated with your hr system so ask yourself are you comfortable working with old news or are you ready for a different kind of background check company visit people g2.com or call 800-630-2880 that's 800-630-2880 or peopleg 2com
1: Welcome back to the Talent Talk Radio Show. Uh, If you missed uh, our our last guest, feel free to check it out. it will be back on a podcast here in about a week. Otherwise, uh, we're going to move on to our second guest. We're uh, happy to have uh, Doug Harris, the CEO of the Kaleidoscope Group, on. Uh, If you want, check us out on talenttalkradio.com. You can get all of our past shows there as well as iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio. Just type in Talent Talk, all one word. And last but not least, don't forget to use Twitter to keep the conversation going. Ask us questions, send us comments and suggestions. Love to have you do that. Make sure you put that hashtag talent talk. My producer, Mike, will keep an eye out for those, and we'll try to work them into the show or answer after the fact. So even if it's not live, we'll still answer you there. So let's go ahead and bring in Doug. Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be on. Fantastic. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and uh, your company and what you're doing over there at Kaleidoscope Group.
4: Okay. uh, I am the uh, CEO of Kaleidoscope Group, and I have been doing uh, diversity and inclusion work. It'll be uh, 30 years next year. And so it's been uh, both kind of, I guess, a life mission along with employment. Uh, Kaleidoscope Group itself is a full-service diversity and inclusion consulting firm. We have about 40 employees across the country and about 55 associates or independent consultants across the world. We've done the work in the 44 countries, serving over well over 300 clients as we do the work. Uh, I think the key thing around us is uh, we consider ourselves real people, having real conversation around real issues to create real change. And we also have a belief structure that uh, we are better together. So there's that sense and belief that as a diversity and inclusion consulting company, as we work with people are different, it drives better results. We like to live what we preach. And uh, I guess from a personal level, I believe that love drives us. And it's the foundation of who we are. I am married. I have uh, seven children, uh, six boys and one girl. And uh, I'm also a deacon at my church, which is a, a major part, Michael, of my life and what drives me and how I see the world.
1: Well, seven kids, that, that was one thing that out of all the things you just said, and I loved all of it, uh, seven kids, though. I have three, and they're, they're more than I can handle. So uh, you're, you are uh, <laughs> especially talented there. Um, but, you know, when you think of the word talent, as we as we kind of push this into our organizations, maybe what you can tell us what comes to mind, I guess, when you hear that word, uh, as it relates to how organizations are really addressing their needs or trying to find, you know, the best talent for them uh, to, to work for them. Yeah, you know, talent.
4: uh, It's a big part of corporate success today, and I look at it two ways. One, I look at it individually, but I also look at it collectively. And so individually, well, is this person talented? But secondly, is this person the right talent for our organization? And when you look at it collectively, I look at it in three ways. I look at, one, their experiences and their background, Two, I look at their style, their approach, how they go about doing things. And then thirdly, obviously, their capabilities and competence and ability to do the job. And so when you bring those three together collectively, we believe that it's good to have a nice mix of talent in order to be most effective. It kind of maximizes both experiences, approaches, and again, competence. I think as organizations go out to get talent, the key thing they look for is the competence and capability, which is crucial in order to do a job well. But I think sometimes when they miss out and they're not as effective, Mike, they don't consider, you know, is this person the right person for us and will they be most effective here? as they're working as part of our organization.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, there's so many, um, you know, different things that go into there. And I, I'm wondering, you know, I really think that diversity and inclusion and uh, things that you you seem to be working on are, are a big part of, of getting top talent, of getting the right people in the door that can help you, right, as opposed to just the people that, you know, Think like us, or talk like us, or look like us, or whatever one of these you know factors are that people might rely on as a kind of a you know a process of, of how they're going to hire. Uh, maybe we could start with what do you think people are getting wrong with diversity and inclusion, and in, in your work and every day, where, where are people kind of getting off track?
4: Yeah, there's uh, there's several things I believe, and you know, fortunately today we also have a number of success stories. But I think one of the challenges that people face is as they look to get the best talent from all backgrounds, many times they don't prepare themselves to receive and maximize that talent very well. And so what ends up taking place is people will come to organizations of different backgrounds or feel as though they cannot be totally themselves as it relates to bringing their best to the workplace. And so I think what organizations have to do is, one, diversify how they go about looking for talent, and then be open to receive the talent in a way not opposite of what their company culture is, but different styles and approaches to really help them maximize their potential and produce better outcomes. So I think organizations are still struggling with that. Even if they're able to attract and get them, how do I get the best out of them while they're in our organization?
1: And then, if we go the opposite direction, you know, what are companies getting right uh, in that area? What are they doing well, and what are you seeing, you know, getting better?
4: I think some of the things that are going well now is organizations are broadening their mindset around uh, what good talent is, and so frequently we look at good talent as talent that we used to hire 10 years ago versus talent that's really going to keep us sustainable in the future. So they're broadening their perspective around not is this just talent who can do the job today, but talent that can really help us remain sustainable as we continue to be effective in the world. And so they're putting in place processes of recruitment. They're putting in place uh, different expanded profiles of success. So instead of just looking at what some of the typical job requirements are, who else might be able to do this work and bring different angles to the table that can help us see things more and get more innovative and more effective as we do what we do.
1: Mm -hmm. And and so what recommendations uh, would you make then to maybe – uh, for companies that uh, you know, if you—I guess—if you walked up to a company, didn't know anything about them, right? We don't know if they're getting it wrong or they're getting it right. Are, are there kind of baseline things that you suggest that they think about or do to really make sure that they're getting the best people in the door?
4: Yeah, I, I think there's several things. The first one, I believe, is to really kind of reassess their profile of success. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, Michael, but. You know, as we look at who would work and who would be best for us, some of those profiles of success are 10, 20 years old, and they really don't fit where the organization is today and definitely not where they want to go. So we help them say, look, are you really looking for the right type of person? We also help them manage their biases in the selection process. So as you're looking at talent, we often look for talent from a comfort space versus a competent space. And when you look for comfort, many times you're looking for people who are very similar to you. And even if you get a person who is different, you still want them to be just like the people who you have. So how do we expand our lens and look for talent in a expanded way? The other things we help organizations do is not just find that talent, but maximize that talent once it's in the organization. So we educate people on what we call conscious inclusion and how do we bring behaviors to the table, which are, you know, giving feedback and demonstrating empathy and honest feedback and things of that nature to make sure we're getting the most out of the people. And then I I think there's a mindset component, Michael, that's really important to our work. And our belief is that when you are working with people who have different backgrounds, you also grow personally. And so, so many times as we look for diverse talent and we look to do it well, we almost think we're doing a favor for people who have been left out versus looking at it in a way where I'm going to get better by way of expanding my lens through understanding and addressing and seeing these different ways of seeing the world.
1: Well, if we take all of that, maybe we put it into a practical example and I get your thoughts on this. A lot of people... You know, they'll come to me and say, you know, Chris, why why is it that you know one person works well in one area or one department, and you know, if they move to somewhere else, they may be done really done poorly. I mean, have you seen examples of this, and and, and do you have, you know, um, maybe some thoughts on on why you know a person does really well in one scenario with one one company or in one department then maybe really struggles in another you know are there typical things that you look for that might be happening in those in situations
4: yeah yeah it's it's very interesting because you know i am one that believes in ownership on all sides of the equation so i think there's definitely a company ownership angle to making that work but there's also an individual ownership angle to making it work as people are successful in some places and maybe not as successful in others. I think we really many times do not share the clear expectations, both of what we're expecting from a job performance place, but what it takes to work here from a culture place in order to be a a major asset in our organization. And then I think individuals many times don't find out what are those specific expectations culturally that are needed? Sometimes you can come into a place and just fit like a glove as soon as you walk into that place, and based on that, you're part of this scenario and you just do very well. If you happen to be different and have different styles and approaches, sometimes we need to just have that additional dialogue around managing expectations and what do I need to do and how might I as an individual adjust some of my behaviors, and how might the team address in order to maximize the new talent? So this whole orientation, onboarding, needs to be a lot greater than just finding people who can do the actual job.
1: So if we you know, uh, take this even, even further and we, we look at uh, specifically the work that you're doing, can you maybe talk about, uh, maybe we can kind of have a discussion around, you know, if there is a difference or wha- kind of how you view, uh, you know, like a lot of, uh, there are people that are uh, sort of promoting for a more ethnic or, or gender diverse uh, uh, companies or departments or whatever it may be, and, and others are maybe seeking to find diversity of thought, right, or having a diversity of, 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 of minds, right, and, and not looking at it through the the, the first lens. Uh, how, how are you seeing this, and, and, and where should we be focusing?
4: Yeah, it's a great question you're asking. I, I mean, the way I see it, we have a concept called, is it either or or both and? And we believe in this scenario, is definitely a both and. And both and mean is it about finding different people, or is it about diverse thought? Well, it's really about both of those. And one of the realities in our work is if you walk into an organization or a room and everyone looks alike, you almost start to believe or think around, how do I fit into this group? And you start to minimize your uniqueness because you don't realize or believe that it will be accepted. When you witness and just observe difference, there have been studies that say that difference will be more allowable or understanding of people seeing and doing things in a different manner. So bringing the different people together is not just about they're in different bodies, but they got different experiences, approaches, and, again, if you look at that from a standpoint of everyone growing, everyone being able to bring their best to the table. So I agree with you. At the end of the day, it is about diverse thinking. But I know I started my career in corporate America, and I wasn't really thinking about my diverse thoughts a lot. I was thinking about how do I fit into this place and do what they're doing. And I was being told, how do you fit into this place and do what they're doing? As I look at my current organization, we have a mindset of bring your best to the workplace. And if you bring your best to the workplace, we're going to be better as a unit as we attempt to perform out there in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you've really encapsulated this really well, and um I think where where we're all headed intellectually is for that diverse thought, but you're right I mean you have to you know it's what what comes first I mean, you know, um, I noticed that we went back in my organization and said we want we wanna have diverse thought we want to have bring in people who are think differently than us and have different." Um, intellectual gifts than who we currently have and for us that was a great way Uh, I noticed that the people that started showing up on my door right for final interviews thought differently but they also looked different than the people that were currently at my company and so that was a strategy for us that worked but I imagine you know for companies of all different sizes they have to find the right strategy um, so that they can hit that the, the right goals and and so, I'm kind of wondering, you know, what 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 is the goal? I mean, uh, and, and how does a company even know if they've if they've reached it? You know, um, mm-hmm. are they trying to get ten percent better? Or are they trying to? You, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of a squishy thing. So I'm wondering if you have an idea around that.
4: Yeah, there's uh, you know, I look at goals on a couple of levels, and, and one level is the level of just having people within the organization who come from different backgrounds. But what you brought up. i believe much more crucial and organizations really need to see the value of what these differences bring to the table because if you emphasize just having people who are different you'll come about this work from a obligate from obligation place versus a value add place so you have to really understand the value the world is changing customers are changing we want the best talent from all backgrounds there's a talent shortage we don't want anyone who can be capable and help us to not be attracted and want to work here. So you have to establish those things first. So therefore people won't look at our work as like a, a obligation, but this is helping us become better. And then you have to address the entire culture change process. And that's dealing with beliefs, behaviors, policies, processes, and practices that, and see where in unintended or even intended ways we might be limiting ourselves from getting the best talent from all backgrounds. You have to establish meaningful accountability for this work, making sure that people are obligated and doing the necessary work to get it done. And you have to uh, celebrate success. So, So often companies will bring people in and they have people do well and they bring new ideas, and they don't really publicize that. And so people are not understanding that this wasn't just something we did, but this helped us get better. And I think the last one, and having done this work for 30 years, and this is where I see a big opportunity, I'll use that word, is that when you're doing this work, you're doing something different. And when you do something different, there may be some, some bumps you run into. There may be some challenges. Someone might not work out who you brought in who was different. And if you're going to really commit yourself to making this happen, you got to go through those bumps and just realize that's part of the process in order to grow and bring the best talent from all backgrounds. So overcome those challenges, understand that's part of it, and then continue to do the work, realizing at the end of the day, it'll be best for your organization. Yeah?
1: Yeah, and uh, and so we kind of wrap that up nicely for us and want to make sure we kind of ask you a couple of our, couple of our fun questions that we like to to learn more about you and the things you're thinking about. And the uh, first one is, is there an app or a gadget or a process or something that you've added to your life this year that you might share with us?
4: Yeah, we uh I'm not an app guy. I need to be though. So I, I'm, I'm hiring some talented young people to, to bring me into the app world, but I do believe in tools and and, um, and things that can help people develop. And, and let me share first a thinking process around this, and then I'll kind of go into a couple of things we're doing. So we believe in what we call continuum learning. So, so often in the world, people are asking the question, is someone good or is someone bad, versus there's a stage where they are. And at this stage, this is what they'll get. Here's the next stage of their development. So instead of people seeing themselves from a deficit place, they're just on a certain level of development around valuing and maximizing differences. So we have several tools that we could use to really assess where you are that will help you. And it depends on if you're a leader, employee, you know, what might we kind of put in place to have you look at to help you through that process. The other tool that I I love that we use is called the sounding board. It's a sounding board tool. And what it does is it's an individual tool you look at and you just say, who are the five people that I really depend on and trust to give me good feedback and insights on my decisions? And just look at the makeup of that group and see where might there be opportunities to expand your sounding board to really be able to see the world in a broader way. And if those opportunities and possibilities are not in your company, it opens up your mindset there's a need for more different type of talent, but there's also not just bringing that talent into your organization, but how do I personally see it as a vehicle to help me? And so these are some of the things that we use, and it's exciting because we're we're not moving away from organizational accountability, but we're also saying there needs to be individual ownership if we're going to go through the next phase of development in this space of diversity and inclusion.
1: So the second question that we've been asking our guests is, um, is there a book that you're reading or one that you typically suggest people check out? It's interesting.
4: And being very truthful, uh, I'm not a big, big reader of books. I do do a lot of reading of the articles I'm on about, 15 or 20 different LinkedIn groups where I get articles and you know the truth be told I would say the the biggest book that I read is uh, the Bible and you know I read it because I'm consistently looking for wisdom in different ways of how to show up and who to be and I believe if, if that's your foundation sometimes being a person that is appropriate is better than doing things and if the being is correct and that you're living for a higher purpose beyond yourself, it'll lead you to kind of operate in a different way. And so that's kind of been my foundation. I know uh, I have a lot of colleagues who are great readers, so I ask them a lot about their books and learn from them. But that's kind of been the framework that I have worked with over these years, and it's, it's kind of done me pretty well. It's done me pretty well.
1: Well, Doug, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. I really appreciate everyone, that, everything that you've, you've brought to us and really helping us expand the conversation, uh, especially around uh, diversity and talent and inclusion. Uh, hopefully we have you come back at some point and give us an update on how you're doing.
4: Yep, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. I've enjoyed the time, enjoyed the conversation, and would appreciate to even expand our discussion into other areas that you might find of interest, and it's been a joy talking with you yeah
1: thank you yeah thank you so much doug next week my guests will be kathy brown operations director at the employee ownership association and ben witter is that Witter? yeah ben witter uh, founder and ceo of world employee experience institute so lots of employee ownership and experience stuff next week until then do what you love and show the world how talented you can be today